Joining me right now on Kumite TV is one of the fastest rising flyweight prospects in Australia, Paul Loga. What's going on, Paul? Not much. Just relaxing at home. Chilling out. Let's get into it right away. Uh, right now, you're on a three-fight winning streak. You know, incredible. You dominated every opponent, you know, with clear decisions. How important is it for you to get all that cage time in to build your confidence? It is. It is. It builds my confidence to be in there, but obviously I would be chasing finishes. I want finishes. Decisions is good, but the finishes look better on paper, I guess, and a little bit more exciting. And I have been chasing them. I just, I guess, haven't been lucky enough to get them. Decisions, it doesn't really say, like, you know, you're not chasing finishes, you know what I mean? It just says that, you know, the guys are very tough. You know, you just couldn't put them away because you never know. It, now it leads to you getting this title shot, so it all works out in the end. Yeah, exactly, and I'm glad the last the last couple have gone the distance because Shannon's, he's a tough man, so I, it should be a hard night in the office, and I'm feeling confident, but hopefully get a finish this time. Definitely. You know, you started your career in 2016, but what fight can you point to that has elevated you the most so far? Um, I'd say when I fought Tim Moore, he was ranked number two, I think, in Australia and New Zealand. And, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a good test. And, you know, like, he was one of the best, still is, I think. Um, but, yeah, that was one of the toughest ones I've had, really. You know, I had to dig deep. He dominated the whole fight, and it sort of showed me what level I've got to be at to get to where I want to be. So, yeah, hopefully... The last couple of fights have gone well after that, so yeah, I think it was a good little test. Who was there for you, you know, in that time, you know, where, you know, it kind of got dark, you know, like you lose two in a row. Who was there for you to kind of give you that support that you needed? My training partners and coaches and also my girlfriend, they really pulled me out, especially after that second loss. I blew my knee out, so it was a bit of a, couldn't even get back to the gym and get straight back into it, so I had to sit on the couch for a while, no work, no training. A little bit dark, but it made me motivated, got me motivated for the next one, and the next one was a cracker, so I, I'm glad for those times. Yeah, the next one, you came out, and you started your winning streak, now it leads to Eternal MMA 42, you get the main event slot, you get the shot at the title, Shannon Ross, I know you guys had some interactions in the past, can you talk about some of these interactions that you have had? Yeah, I've got nothing but respect for him. I fought two of his teammates, obviously, Danny Mondo and Tim Moore. Uh, Danny Mondo is an amateur and Tim Moore is a pro. Um, he's always been nice to me. I've got nothing but respect for the guy. I've been watching him for a long time. I actually enjoy watching his fights. They're exciting. He's always chasing the finish. Same, same. He fought last time on ACB. I was watching. You know, I was excited. I was happy for him, but now he's in my way and, well, I'm going to have to take him out. Yeah, a lot of the guys, they've seen each other fight, you know, multiple times, live or even on film. When you look at Shannon Ross, could you break down his skill set? He's well-rounded. He's really good everywhere, but I know he loves to box. He likes to use his hands. He likes to chase a knockout. Uh, his ground game is good too. Anyone from Puma normally has a very good ground game. And, uh, yeah, I, he likes to switch stances and stuff like that and likes to throw a lot of hands not many kicks not many elbows but it works for him what challenges does ross pose for you um i think his toughness and durability and hand speed as well and his boxing technique i think uh 
I think it'll be a good one. I really do. And uh, I think I'm well prepared. We've got a little game game plan going for him. So hopefully it works out. Yeah, uh, I spoke to him earlier. He feels the same way. He's really excited about this fight. He knows who you are. He knows what you bring. And that's why he signed the contract. Because yeah. it's going to result in fireworks. No matter what the result is. At the same time, what do you believe is your strongest attribute going into this fight? Uh, that I can mix it up well. My wrestling to my striking and back to my striking. And clinching against the cage, elbows, knees, kicks. I like to bring it all together. I don't want to be one-dimensional. Because as soon as you do, that's when people start exposing you. And I think that's where I went wrong with Tim Moore. I didn't want to wrestle with him because his grappling was so well. But... Ever since that fight, I've sort of changed it all up. I've been mixing my wrestling up, my striking, and everything's been going well so far. Let's talk about your training camp. You know, where have you done most of it, and are you doing a little cross-training? Uh, no, same same place. I've got Sassam MMA at Gabba under Marcus Collins, and I've got great training partners, great wrestling coach, got striking training partners Michael Gaffey, wrestling coach Eric Simmons, he's from America. Um, yeah, they've elevated my game and um, yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. It's been tough. Eight-week training camp, probably the longest I've done. And um, yeah, it's been tough and I'm looking for it to be over and get into that cage and lock the door behind me. Who are the training partners you have that kind of emulate Ross for you? I've got Michael Gaffey at the moment. He's a great striker. And he wrestles every now and again, but not too much. But since Ross does like to stand up a lot, he has been my main training partner for this. And he switches stances as well really well, fights southpaw just as good as orthodox. So he's been my main training partner, and he's been sort of breaking down his videos for me, coming in, because I don't really like to watch videos on my, on my opponents. So he breaks them down for me. He comes in. He does a lot of work, and I do appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, I think the game plan we come up with should be a good one and should be fireworks, no backward steps. Is there a reason, particular reason, why you don't watch that much tape? Because I know you've seen him fight before, but, you know, yes. like re-watching and re-watching, does it kind of get into your head a little bit of, like, you're just focusing too much on him? Yeah, I'd like to focus on what I'm going to do to him rather than what he's going to do to me. I just I watch a bit of tape just to see if he switches stances, what he likes to do, but I'll probably watch it once and that's about it. And I know what he brings to the table. He's he's there to finish. So should be exciting. And yeah, I don't want to overthink things too much. So I leave that up to my training partners and coaches to do for me. What type of performance are you expecting out of yourself against, you know, this is probably the toughest test of your career? I'm confident. I want to just go in there. I want that crowd to be on their feet. That's what I really want. I love when the crowd gets behind it. You know, they all pay hard-earned money to come and watch us fight, and they do support the local fighters. And we just want to give them a good show and hopefully get my hand raised. It's a huge step up in competition. It's an incredible opportunity. You get past Ross. You knock out a big monster in the division. Like, what does the future hold for you? Like, what do you see in your future? What do you see in your plans? Right now, I'm only concentrating on Ross, but I'd love to fight in Japan somewhere. I really do. I think they respect the martial arts side of things, and they love the little fighters, I guess. The flyweights have always had a bad name for not putting on exciting fights because it's not one-shot one knockout sort of thing. But we'll hopefully change that March 23rd, 
And uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to fight in Japan. One one championship. I'd love to do that. I called that Phil after my last fight, and I seen he just got signed. So hopefully, knock off Shannon Ross and maybe chase Phil again. When you saw that the UFC was thinking about getting rid of the flyweight division, did that kind of did your hopes kind of get crushed of that UFC dream? No, not really, not really at all. I I always wanted. I don't know. I just think. UFC don't, I guess, respect the smaller fighters like other promotions. And I do, UFC would be good, it would be a dream come true, but so would one. And I think one do respect the smaller fighters a lot more, appreciate them. All right, well, it all starts on March 23rd, Eternal MMA 42 main event. Flyweight title is on the line, Southport, Queensland, Australia. Paul, thank you for your time and good luck to you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Don't miss it.